0: Well, welcome in, beautiful people, to another episode of the Beautifully Inspired Badass Life Podcast with me, your host, Kelly, and today I have Caitlin Castle with me. She's a brand photographer and podcast host of the Inspired by Her Story. She's on a mission to help women feel 100% confident during their photo shoots so they can represent their brand in the best light and attract the right clients to them. Throughout her podcast, she helps to inspire motivate encourage and empower other women to step out of their comfort zones and follow their dreams now i don't know about you but i could certainly use a little help in that area right confidence and community are just a couple of caitlin's passions So while continuing to build her brand, she has created her own community, the Inspired by Her, a female entrepreneur community Facebook group, to allow others to connect and learn from each other throughout their entrepreneurial journeys. Listen in as Caitlin empowers us, inspires us, and tells us her story. Enjoy.
1: Hi, Caitlin. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. It's so nice to connect with you.
0: Yeah, you sound so clear right now.
1: (laughs) Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that (laughs) because you never know what it sounds on the other end.
0: No, you don't. I listened back to some of mine and I've had to re-record at least one because it was so glitchy, but yeah, you sound great.
1: Oh, perfect. Good. I'm so glad to hear. (laughs) How was your day? Pretty good. It's been good. Um, Right now, it's been kind of like a cloudy, weird day, but it's seems like the past few days, it's like the sun keeps trying to pop out right before it's going to set. So it's interesting. But otherwise, it's been a really good day. How about you?
0: I'm good. Uh, it's been sunny here. It's a little breezy. But so you're on the East Coast, right?
1: I am. Yep.
0: Are the East Coast? Yeah, East Coast. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I had to do my North, South, East, West thing and my visual <laughs> in
1: my visual. And, and where is it that you're located?
0: Uh, California.
1: Okay. I thought so. I had a feeling. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm just so dying for it to be summer. I'm so ready to like wear summer dresses and go to the pool and just be warm. I'm just been cold lately.
1: Mm-hmm. I know what you mean had like a few warm days here I would say like in the month of April and then all of a sudden for some reason this week itself we keep having like 40 degree days and it feels like winter again I'm so confused
0: (laughs) come on mother nature make up your mind what are you gonna do here
1: (laughs) I know exactly I can't wait to just lay out in the sun and relax
0: that's my dream right now that's that's my dream all right (laughs) I'm so glad you were joining me today thank you
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. So
0: why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and your story?
1: Sure, no problem. Um, So my name is Caitlin Casso. I am a brand photographer and podcast host. So what I do is I take photos of especially women I tend to focus on. So women entrepreneurs, um, business owners, and for them to be able to use for their marketing purposes. And I also share their stories of how they have gotten out of their comfort zones in order to follow their dreams through my podcast. Um, And this ended up all kind of coming about because I actually come from a marketing background and I ended up falling in love with photography while I was doing marketing and ended up picking it up as like a side job. And kind of realized that my passion was leading more towards photography. And so now I'm able to actually bring the two together where I have merged um, marketing and photography by doing brand photography. So I'm helping all these other women and other entrepreneurs in order to market themselves through my photographs and then also my podcast. So it's been quite amazing. It's, it's been a journey itself and I absolutely love what I do. It's so, it's so rewarding in the end. And, but it wasn't always like that, you know, for actually April is a very transformative month for me. And two years ago from now, you know, I was living a completely different life. I felt like my life was definitely unaligned. I was constantly trying to force things to happen and trying to work things out and have it all figured out. But really, in the end, I was just realizing that I was forcing everything. You know, I was in a long term relationship um, that I knew I was not happy in, but I was still forcing it. I was at a job where I loved what I did, but It wasn't working out for me for the company that I was working for. And I was also realizing that my passion was changing more towards photography as well. So all of these things in life, I just kept forcing and forcing and forcing. And it wasn't until I was finally following my heart and following my intuition and being able to break away from both of these things and really be able to develop myself in order to build my own business. And now I feel like I finally, you know, I'm finally living my life to the fullest because I'm not forcing it anymore. And that's really, that's where I I come to be today. You know, it's, it's been a journey the past two years, but I feel like I am like a renewed person because of it.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with you there. So you said that you were in a long-term relationship and Mm-hmm. You weren't happy in it. So how long were you in that relationship or did you realize you weren't happy while you were in it or after the breakup?
1: Yeah, definitely while I was in it. Um, so we were actually together for nine years. So long. Um, and yeah, it was a long time. We started dating when I was a senior in high school and he was actually a junior in high school. So he was a year behind me and of course that's like a a tough time to be dating because you know you're going through so much between going to college like i went away to college so that was a struggle in our relationship and to be honest that's when all the struggles started because there just wasn't trust in the relationship and um trying to just figure things out like what did i want to do with my career what did he want to do with his career there's so much going on in those moments right and we were trying to fight through it though you know it was like we kept almost looking at it as each thing was like a battle that we would get through. So, okay, well, why not the next battle? <laughs> right, well, I mean, like, so,
0: 10 years, so you guys, you guys made it through that rough time in the beginning.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. And there just kept being more and more things that were going on in our relationship, especially a lot going on in his life and his personal life. And we would try to work through it and I was there to help, but I was realizing that, That's all I was really there for. You know, I was there to keep helping him get through these difficult times, but there was no actual relationship anymore. Like there was no actual like love between us holding us together. It was such a different relationship and it's because we were in it for so long and we just kept trying to fight these different battles and we ended up just really drifting apart from each other, especially the last couple of years because our lives were so different from where we started yeah. and we just didn't have that same connection anymore. And I, I knew I was miserable in the relationship, especially the last year I was not, you know, receiving the love and attention that you need from a relationship. I felt abandoned. I felt rejected. I felt like I wasn't even a part of his life anymore And it took me, you know, I as I mentioned, I kept forcing it and I kept thinking like, oh, well, we could get through this or, you know, once we move past this step, we'll be able to continue. But it wasn't working that way. And unfortunately it took two years ago from like this month (laughs) where I ended up finding out some things, finding out that he Uh was like hiding somebody behind my back and Uh things that you don't wanna find out at all. And finally it like forced me to end it with him and it was just that honestly was like a breaking point for me when I realized that I didn't have to force things in my life anymore you know I think that we all have this fear in us of making a life-changing event and to me that was huge because we were together for so long
0: you know you were together for so long so it was almost like that it was comfortable you knew what it was You knew where you were going. But I think maybe in the end, if I'm reading it right or listening to you right, Mm -hmm. you kind of just stayed because you were helping him and it was comfortable and you loved him to a and You were together for so long. How can you leave? Mm -hmm. But you weren't thinking exactly the time you weren't thinking of your career. You were just you were in that comfort zone
1: hmm Exactly. 100%. And once I realized that really what I like to say is that life begins outside of your comfort zone, yeah. then that's when I was like, all right, well, where is this going to take me? I'm going to keep going with this. <laughs>
0: but you also said after all this, you had the most anxiety you've ever had. Explain that to me. What do you mean?
1: hmm Yeah. So I was going through just so much at that time, you know, feeling like I was forcing things and wasn't receiving anything back. And that's a terrible, a terrible feeling to have, you know, when you're trying so hard and you're working so hard at things, but you're not getting anything back from it. So with my relationship, you know, I was working so hard towards it and I felt like I was constantly giving, 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 but I wasn't receiving anything back. Yeah. And at the same time, I was also forcing this job that I had and I You know, I'm the type of person where I love learning and growing. And the job that I had in that moment was constantly giving me pushback. You know, like I would want to do more, but I was told I couldn't do more. And there would be more people hired into my department to take over tasks that I was doing. And I was just like, I'm confused now. You're telling me I can't do more, but you're going to give it to someone else. And so I just wasn't receiving. I'm sorry, what was that? No, I just said,
0: what the hell was that all about? I would feel the same way.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it was just constantly this like moment in my life where I just felt like everything I was just giving to and wasn't receiving. And that's when I realized that I was forcing these things. You know, it, it wasn't meant to be because what is meant to happen should be flowing to you. Yeah. And as they say, the energy that you put out is the energy that you receive And I was putting this energy out of just like, trying to make things happen that shouldn't. And it was like, that was not the path that I should be going down for either of those situations. And it took like a lot of hard work and heartbreak in order to realize that that's exactly what was going on. And I needed to kind of reevaluate what I was doing. And you know, just take a step back, really, sometimes I feel like, Some people like we could all be on top of things a little too much where it's like if we just take a step back and kind of look at the overall picture and really dig in and see what's going on is when you could realize when things aren't really working and when things are working for you. When
0: you have that epiphany in that moment, that catalyst moment where you're like, you know what, because let me ask you this. Were you a a people pleaser, a yes person and a giver before all this? Like everybody else. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. it's Like for sure, and I remember even at my job too, of just you know being asked to do things, and I'd be like, "That has nothing to do with my job right now." But sure, yeah, no problem, let me do it. And then everything else is falling behind. That's actually important to me, you know.
0: Yeah, and then it was like, "Oh well, why aren't you doing your no normal job?" You know, you like, "Well, okay, well, I can't do both, or I could, but ignition. Mm-hmm. So did you realize that happens to everybody, by the way, it's just one of those things where we had, I had a podcast before with my girlfriends about being a yes person and a people pleaser. And as women, we tend to apologize for things we should not be sorry for.
1: Mm.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. where it's just one of those things like, Oh, I'm sorry, but what are you really sorry for? You don't have to be sorry. There's other ways to phrase it, but as women, we were kind of ingrained to believe we're sorry for a lot of stuff. So we kind of have to keep, that's the- so the- true. Yeah. We keep on mm-hmm. talking about ourselves and I find my girlfriend saying, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, stop. We talked about this. It's mm-hmm. a real apologizer. You know,
1: <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that because I actually have had like little conversations with people about this and I, I feel like I haven't actually been able to talk about it as much as I want to, but it's so true. Like, there's been so many people I've been around, whether they're girlfriends of mine or even guys too, that I've been surprised with where for the littlest things, they'll be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Or it'll be like, they, you know, had to step in front of me to reach something. And they're like, Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, you're not sorry. Like you, you had to get that. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like sometimes we lose perspective of what the word sorry even means. Right. And <laughs> either we're saying it in situations that like, it doesn't make sense or or we're just, you know, feeling bad about what we did way too often when we don't need to.
0: Well, I don't know if it's so much feeling bad. I think for some people, for me, anyway, it was a habit, you know, just, mm-hmm. think, oh, I'm sorry, or, you know, but you can also, there's rephrasing, we can get into all this, you know, but you can be like, Hey, excuse me. Or, you know, I will try to do yeah. that better instead of saying, I'm sorry, there's different ways to phrase it. So mm-hmm. let's get back to. Did you always know you wanted to do photography like way back when you were a child or was it something that you just kind of stumbled upon?
1: So I actually ended up more stumbling upon it. So I um, was at my job doing marketing um, for a little over five years. And just within the first, actually the first year of working there, I, you know, of course, doing our marketing, I was constantly working with um, outsourcing our photography And so I worked for like a corporate um, real estate company. So we had to have all of our photo, all of our um, apartments photographed. So I was constantly outsourcing our photography. And whenever I'd be receiving these photos back, I would just be like, huh, that's a really cool shot. Or, oh, I like that picture. And I was just getting more of an appreciation for photography because, you know, being a creative and in a creative field anyway, you start to kind of get this appreciation for more creative things. Yeah. And so I, um, one day I finally just thought about it and I was like, why don't I try photography? You know, like I also love hiking and traveling. So I figured it would be a good opportunity to try for that too. Yeah. And, um, so I ended up. Um, it was like a Black Friday deal. I went to the store, picked up my first camera and then decided to take a couple night classes after work. Like I didn't even tell my bosses at the time that I was taking these classes because I didn't want them to expect anything from me because I was like, what if I don't like it or what if I stink at it? Um, So I didn't even tell anybody in my company that I was doing these classes. And then I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos and just really ended up teaching myself photography. Good for you. And yeah, it was so much fun. I was going out on weekends, like whenever I'd go on a hike, I would take my camera with me and I was practicing just for fun. And then finally one day I asked my boss and I was like, do you mind if I just go into one of our apartments and try to take some pictures quick? And he was like, sure. Why not? Like he had no idea why I was asking. He was really surprised. Right. Um. And then long story short, after a lot of practice and just constantly teaching myself, I ended up not just doing our marketing at the company, but also ended up being our in-house photographer as well. And then you found
0: out you loved it and that was your passion. It resonated with you. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And from there, I just ended up like I was already doing marketing on the side as well, like after work. And um, I was working with someone in our, our company also a realtor outside of the job. And he had some contacts that were looking for a photographer. And he was like, oh, well, like I could recommend like the, the girl that I work with. And I remember when he first told me, I totally had imposter syndrome. And I was like, (laughs) "Um, I can't like, I can't sell this for other people like how much do I even charge and like I'm not that good what are you talking about right, right. and it like took encouragement from my own coworkers to be like are you kidding me like uh-huh. you're doing this for us why can't you do it for yourself too <laughs>
0: girl we are our own worst critics Hmm. yeah but that's amazing so someone it's so a word of mouth got around that you photographer and so how did they like it when you did that that job were they
1: impressed like how did my my business, my, like the company that I worked for, like it.
0: So when your boss or whoever it was, your coworker said, you yeah, know, go take these photos." Did the customer really mm-hmm. like your work?
1: Oh yeah. And they kept hiring me back. <laughs> so I was like, what, what, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> that's when you're like, I am good. So that's when that's when you have to have that internal conversation with yourself and be like, you know, I really am good. And don't be afraid to like pat yourself on the back. Mm-hmm. You know, so many women think that, oh, you know what? That's just being conceited or selfish or whatever. But girl, if you're not going to pat yourself on the back, no one else is going to do it for you. So, you know, get mm-hmm. up, and do it. And you've done this and you've been doing it for about a year now, right?
1: So I've actually, so I was doing it on the side while working full time there um, for three years, I want to say. And now I've been currently doing uh, my photography for a year on my own. So now I have built my own business and I have actually switched. I still do real estate photography occasionally, but I have switched to doing brand um, photography now.
0: Is there a big market for that?
1: There is. And actually it's been pretty amazing because So I ended up actually coming up with the idea of my podcast before I even realized I wanted to switch over into brand photography. So it's pretty crazy how it worked out. Um, So how I mentioned before, my podcast is, it's called Inspired by Her Story, and it's where I tell my own stories, but also interview other women entrepreneurs who have um, all these different stories to tell in order to explain how they have followed their dreams by getting out of their comfort zones. So pretty much how they ended up building their business and, you know, the struggles of being able to go through it. And because I just felt like, you know, for myself, I already talked about it before how, like I was living inside my comfort zone. You know, I was like, I had all this fear in me of what would happen if I made life changing decisions. And once I finally was able to step out of my comfort zone, I realized that's when my life really began. And I had so many more moments of this too that I realized I wanted to be able to talk more about this. And I wanted to be able to share other women's stories because I all of a sudden started coming up with a list of people in my <laughs> head. They knew instantly that I was like, wait, I want to share their stories too because they have amazing stories.
0: Everybody, think- and so, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. So like, that's when I was like, okay, well, let me create this podcast. And I was still doing, um, real estate photography at the time. And then I realized that my heart wasn't totally into real estate photography. I knew that something else was missing. And that's when I realized that I could do brand photography as well. So I'm i I'm able to take these women's stories full circle so not only am I having them share their stories on my podcast, but I'm also sharing their stories through my photographs. And both of them are a great marketing resource for them as well, because now they can use both of these tools in order to mar- market themselves. And so it's kind of crazy how it actually ended up starting with the podcast and then led me into figuring out exactly what it was I wanted to do for my photography. Yeah,
0: it kind of led you into like merging them both together.
1: Hmm. Yep, exactly. And it's been amazing by how many people I've been connected with. Like, like I always say, you know, if something is meant to happen, it's just going to keep flowing to you. Unlike before where I felt like everything was being forced. Yeah. But once I started this between the podcast and my photography, like all of a sudden just people are coming to me, you know, like I have moments where I'm like, what if I run out of women to interview on my podcast? And then all of a sudden I find like five more people or somebody like one of my friends will text me and be like, Hey, I just met this lady and she'd be great for your podcast. You know, it's just constantly coming to me. So I'm like, well, that means it's meant to be. That's exactly
0: <laughs> right. You know, cause I, when, when I first launched my podcast, I was like, it was just me and my girlfriends. And, and since we're all quarantined, I'm just doing all the interviews by myself. Um, but it's like, I was just getting little people here and there. I don't, I don't mean little people. I just meant wasn't a big audience. And then it's like I put mm-hmm. a request out there for people. And I kid you not, I got almost 200 women wanting to talk about their story. And it's so beautiful and so amazing. Oh my God. And I love to hear all of your stories because we all go through this struggle. We all go through the not feeling worthy or enough and afraid and the comfort zone. So let me ask mm-hmm. you what are your thoughts on, on women's entrepreneurial struggles and how do you think they should overcome them? Or is there like a certain thing they should do to overcome. I I know everybody's different.
1: Mm -hmm, Definitely. Um, I think no matter what, there's definitely going to be struggles in every business. Um, If there weren't, then everybody would have their own business and they'd all succeed, (laughs) but it's right. (laughs) But it's all going back to what your why is. So when you create your own business. There's a reason behind it. You know, you want to be able to make some sort of difference or there's something that you're really passionate about and you want to be able to do that every day of your life and be able to impact others. And that was something for me is that I knew that in my life I was meant to be here because I'm meant to impact others. And I just didn't know how, but I knew that's, that's what my goal of life was. And I know that so many other women, when they start their own businesses, you know, they have these passions and these purposes behind it. So it's always remembering what your why is. And then you're able to really just fight through anything, you know, and as I mentioned before, things will just flow to you because that's your passion and that's your purpose. And you're, you're meant to do that. So even if you're going through some sort of struggles, what, no matter how small or large they are. If you keep just going back to your why and remembering what it is that brought you here today Mm -hmm. and what keeps you going, then it's going to keep you going Yeah, and you're going to be able to fight through it.
0: I started mine a little bit later on in life where I always knew in the pit of my heart that I was meant for something more. Like I know I wanted Mm -hmm. to help other women. I know that I wanted to um, make a difference, but I just didn't know what it was until my catalyst moment was getting out of a domestic violence situation. And then I realized this is my calling. I want to help other women through this type of trauma and tell them there is a life on the other side. There's a tunnel, there's a light. You, you are worthy. You are enough. You can have the life you want. You don't have to let that define you because Mm -hmm. you come out of a situation like that where you you're just put down for so long that you feel like you have nothing to contribute. You're not anybody you're nothing because that's what you've been told. So mm-hmm. I knew when I come out of that, I was like, this is exactly, exactly what I want to do with my life.
1: Yeah, I love that. I always find it so amazing how everyone is able to take different experiences that they've gone through. And once they're able to fight through it themselves, it's like now they have all these new tools in their tool belt. And they're able to use it in order to help others who are going through something very similar as well. And that's, what's so powerful about being able to start your own business is using that experience that you have and being able to come out of it and say, Hey, look, I've been through this too. I got through it. Let me help you. These are the tools that I can help you get through it.
0: Yeah. And I think it's so powerful that Women like you and I get together, and, and all the other women that have come on my podcast on a, and on your podcast and the women you've met, how we just connect and we're, we root for each other and it's beautiful, and we network and we get together and we're not like, "Oh, that's my client. you know I'm the type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can't help you, let's say I can refer them to you because I know you can. So I want other women to inspire other women to be able to, you know network with other women and say, "Okay, I have this client." that, you know, she has this particular issue, but I'm not able to help her in that area. I'm going to refer her to you. And I'm happy that you have that client. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's all about community over competition.
0: Yes, exactly. So why is Mm -hmm. this so important for you to tell?
1: Sure. Um, I would say because once I really was able to follow my intuition, that's when I really feel like my life began, you know, I always knew there were certain things in my life that were missing or certain things that I wanted, but I was so scared to actually get out of my comfort zone and do it. You know, I, I knew, I'm sorry, say that again.
0: I'm sorry. Fear is a big thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I always knew that I wanted to start my own business one day, but I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do. And once I was finally able to free myself from my, my last job that I had was when things started flowing to me. And even with my breakup from my ex-boyfriend, like things started flowing to me. And I feel like so many of us are so scared of getting out of their comfort zone because there's just so much fear behind what change can really be like. And, sometimes that can be exactly what you need. And you need this change because then that's when all of the things that should be happening for you will happen for you.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. And go back to a little bit on the fear is like, so a lot of people procrastinate and procrastination is just another form of fear. So, you know, once you get past that, you know, that fear and you see that things are working, but you've got to do the action steps. You can't just wish it and You know, be like, oh, you know, I put it out there in the universe and it's going to come to me. And it's like, no, but you, (laughs) you have to do the action steps and you have to, you have to find your why, like you said, but there's also like a seven layer why there's the why behind the why just to kind of get down to really exactly what you are looking to do, what your passion is, what resonates with you.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely 100%. What,
0: what hurdles did you personally face and how did you overcome them in this process?
1: Definitely self-doubt. I feel like it's still one that kind of just like creeps in when it wants to. Right. Um, But it's so it's still something that, you know, is something that I'm trying to work towards to to pushing away. But I feel like it's so easy for all of us to have that like imposter syndrome, like I mentioned before, too. Um, But there's definitely moments of being like, I don't know, am I good enough? Can I can I can I get through this? Am I meant to do this? this the and way- then all of a sudden go
0: ahead I'm so Go sorry. ahead.
1: <laughs> That's okay. I was just going to say and then all of a sudden like I have new clients coming to me or I sent photos over to my clients and they're like these are amazing. I absolutely love how you made me look and how you made me feel and this and that. As- and I'm like okay. That's right. I am meant to do this. <laughs>
0: what I was going to say was if you are 100% perfect, everything goes good, everything is great, then there's nothing more to work on. So I always feel that whenever someone asks me, are you 100%, it's like I'm never going to be 100% because I always want mm. to be better than I was. And if I'm mm-hmm. 100%, I have nothing more to work toward.
1: Yeah, I love that. I am so happy you shared that with me. It is so <laughs> true <laughs> because you always want to get better, right? It's not like you're ever going to get to this point where you're like, oh my God, I'm the best I can ever be. I have made it. Like there's never, I have made it moments. (laughs) Right.
0: Oh yeah, of course. You know, and like, it's just amazing how once you have that, that step that you've actually made it, then you're like, whoa, I really did it. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to help other women to be able to do it. And, you know, you resonated with, you're still young. So (laughs) you're doing it. So where, let's see. Photography has always been something I liked to be into, but my son tells me I'm not a very good photographer. Whenever I take pictures at Christmas time, because so. <laughs> <laughs> mom, if you don't take good pictures. Stop posting those. I'm like, all right, sorry. But
1: oh I, my god, that's so funny.
0: <laughs> it's one thing I would love to do, but I, I find that that's really um, for you that you've incorporated into making women feel. Empowered in their business, like you just take that perfect shot, and
1: I think because pictures can speak a thousand words. Hmm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And that's like, that's what I love about it because I'm able to, you know, capture their best selves too. Like something that's really important to me is making them feel confident in, like, in the moment, especially right because. It, If you're feeling confident then and there in the photo shoot then your best self is going to be portrayed
0: and when you you
1: look back on those yeah and like i don't know about you but i've had moments where i've looked back on photos and i remember exactly how i felt in that moment
0: and Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and there's times where i've looked back and i'd be like oh i was so miserable or (laughs) i didn't feel good in my body or i didn't feel good about myself And that's not what I want my clients to feel when they look back on their photos. I want them to be like, "Ooh, I was having a fun time with Caitlin. Like this was so much fun. We were listening to music. We were just like dancing and having fun. And I felt confident because she was giving me good like remarks and everything. And that's my goal. Mm -hmm.
0: So you do you take photos anywhere outside, inside? Do you have a studio? Is it just wherever? How do you how does that work for you?
1: Yeah, it's really wherever. Um, I don't have my own studio. I prefer pictures outdoors if possible, because natural light is the best light. Um, And I'm an outdoorsy person. So I just love that anyway. But being in uh, New England, that's very limited time. (laughs) So um, I also do photos um, indoors as well. So either at my client's houses or local cafes, really whatever represents their brands. Um, so I do photo shoots for even online fitness coaches. So being able to even take photos at the gym or in their kitchens where they're, you know, cooking healthier meals and things like that. Very cool. Um, like renting places too. Like you can rent Airbnbs and things like that. So like the actual location represents their brand. And then it's even more fun for them because it's like, this is a full on photo shoot. It's like, they feel like they're a model at that point.
0: (laughs) So do you provide anything or you just take the photo shoots? Like they come with their outfits and their makeup and is there just photos involved with you?
1: Yes, there is. Um, a lot of guidance so um I also help them in terms of like picking out their wardrobe. Um I refer different hair stylists and makeup artists so that they can make sure that they feel their best beforehand. Very nice. Um we do yeah like a plan uh a planning call beforehand where we talk about all of this too and really be able to pick out the specific locations and then determine like which outfits to wear at which locations. So really it's like a whole handholding process so that they're guided the whole time and they really don't have to worry about a thing. It's like, they just need to, you know, send me some inspiration photos that they have, really let me know what kind of wardrobe they have in their closet. And yeah. then the rest will all work on together. And it's so much fun that way because it's a collaboration. It shouldn't have to be all like so much effort on their part.
0: Right. It sounds really fun. It sounds almost like when you were playing dress up as a kid, how you get excited, you know, mm-hmm. you're just feeling all good and you put the, your mom's dress on and your mom's heels, you know, but it sounds really, yeah. nothing like more, I say more better. That's not a word.
1: <laughs>
0: there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing better than, you know, feeling so beautiful and so inspired and just feeling so confident in yourself you know, the dress up and the hair and the makeup, all women like that.
1: Mm Hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like, this is your shining moment. So it's like, go all in because it's like a day to just feel so good about yourself. It's also like, in a way it's like rewarding yourself for what you do in your business. You know, you're like, I've made it this far. I am growing my own business. This is amazing. And it's almost like a celebration in a way.
0: That's amazing. So do you, So do you keep, uh, photos like a, in a book for you? So you remember who you networked with or who you've met, and then you just give them their photos that they they choose from the photos they would like. So I guess what I'm saying is, do you keep, keep the photos for yourself?
1: Yes. Yep. So they're all digital photos. Um, I don't necessarily do print, especially for brand photography. Mm
0: -hmm. They never
1: really want print so much. If it's something like an engagement shoot, or I've also done boudoir shoots as well, then that's a different story. Um, but they're all digital. And so I have them, um, so that I can show them to other leads and things like that and be able to put on my website and stuff, but then they can also use them. However they please too. for sure. Um, Yeah. So they can post it all over their social media, their websites, their email campaigns, blogs, and everywhere.
0: I think that's amazing. You're just empowering women to feel beautiful. So how do you exactly get, say someone comes to you and they're just so uncomfortable in front of the camera. How do you get them out of that comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I actually, something that I include that, not, at least I've never come across any other brand photographer that includes this, um, is a free confidence consultation call beforehand. Um, so as I mentioned, like, I just feel like it's so important to make them feel confident going into it. So within that week of the photo shoot, I usually say like three to five days before, um, I do a call with them and I help take them through the process of the photo shoot and get them really excited and feeling good about themselves. You know, being able to talk out, okay, how are you feeling right now? Okay. Let's work through this. And then also giving them some tips and tricks on how to feel confident before even getting there. So, you know, the morning of being able to do affirmations um, to yourself journaling to make sure that you feel like you're in the right mindset And then on your way to the photo shoot, maybe it's either listening to a motivational podcast or maybe it's listening up to some like hype music and pump up music in order to feel like really good about yourself.
0: That's so great. And
1: yeah, it's been like so great because they just go into it already prepared, you know, and it's like, okay, now I'm fired up. I'm pumped up and ready to just take on the photo shoot.
0: Yeah, plus the fact they've already comfortable with you because you're talking to them weeks before it. So you keep in contact with them, give them the boost of confidence, and then when they meet you, they already know you. They feel
1: comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That is amazing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a whole a big project, I like to say. I'm always like, we're in this together, and it's a major project for your business and your brand because most of my Photo shoots that I do too are larger ones. So I'll do like half day or full day photo shoots. So like half day ones are three to four hours long uh-huh. at multiple locations and multiple outfit changes. And then full day ones are six to seven hours and even more locations and outfit changes. So this is a big project and we're spending a lot of time together and I want to make sure that I could represent their brand in the best light possible. Yeah. So it's a big project and we're going to be working together a lot until, you know, they might, the photos are handed over to them. And then it doesn't even really end there. You know, you never want your relationship with your clients to actually end. Right.
0: Right. And that, and that makes so much sense because, you know, you're not just the normal photographer. I mean, you, you keep them, Confident, you, you talk to them a lot. You don't just shoot and then get the pictures and walk away. You actually have that relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. I find relationships to be so important, especially when having your own business, because you value yourself and your business so much that you want to also make sure that you are connecting with the right people and building these deep and powerful relationships because it's only going to help you even grow more as a person and a business owner, too.
0: Oh of course, and then there's word of mouth because if someone loves you and likes working with you, they're gonna tell their friends.
1: Mhm-, yes, exactly.
0: I love how I love how photography and is inspiring women, but it's also inspired you to let them get like you said out of their comfort zone, but to do better in their own business because once they feel and look better and they're promoting themselves, then they're they're just gonna be on a higher plane.
1: Mhm-. Yes, exactly. And once you have those pictures of yourself, then anything else that you end up doing marketing wise, you just feel so much better about it. You know, you feel more confident in everything that you're putting out because it's like, you love these photos. I actually had a, um, I call them connection calls, but it's like a sales call um, with a new lead yesterday. And this lady was telling me how she's had photo shoots in the past, and she literally does not have one photo that she liked of herself. Oh, no. And that just like broke my heart. And I was like, oh. And she's like, I, she's like, when I see these photos on my website or when I have to use these for any piece of marketing material, I just don't feel good about them. Oh, no. And I'm like, that is heartbreaking.
0: It is heartbreaking.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited. She actually ended up booking me for a, a photo shoot. So I'm like, re- even more excited now to be like, Okay, let's get you good, like, pictures so you can love your website and love your social media.
0: Caitlin, the pressure's on.
1: (laughs) I know, right? It really is. It is. I'm like, even if we could get, like, you to, like, half of your photos, I'll be happy with that, you know? (laughs) of
0: course. I love your story. I love all this. So let's go. I want to kind of go off the subject just a little bit. So I was noticing that on your Facebook, because I was stalking you earlier today.
1: (laughs) I love it. (laughs)
0: You have a few fundraisers for MS. Is that something that hits close to home for you?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, So I actually have numerous family members who have MS. Oh. And yeah, I've always grown up around it. Ever since I was a little kid, I have two aunts that are, they're actually sisters and they have MS. Um, My it was even, and that was my dad's side of the family. He even has a cousin that has MS. My mom, on her side of the family, had a cousin who had MS. Even now, my brother-in-law also has MS. Oh, that just breaks. So, yeah, it's really been in my family a lot, and um, so I've always grown up around it. And I've always been one to want to give back. You know, I've always loved volunteering love giving back to the community and just in any way possible. And so actually, I have been doing the MS walk every year for the past 15 years.
0: Wow, good for you.
1: Yeah, so it's definitely something close to my heart. And I actually even switched gears a little bit. Um, The last two years, I realized that I was like, I feel like I need to give back in another way, you know, besides just walking or besides raising money, I felt like I could have like a different way to, to give back, you know? And so the last two years I actually decided to photograph these walks and yeah. So become like a volunteer in order to actually photograph the events and then be, so they could use it for their marketing purposes for fundraising and everything else as well. So I was able to actually take my skills and take something that I felt was a little bit more unique of a way to give back and be able to also photograph these events too. I
0: bet you capture some really good photos.
1: Oh yeah. And it just like, In the moment, like, your heart is just so full, especially seeing all of these groups of people that are together supporting, like, their families and friends. Like, the fact that they get such big groups together, there's groups of, like, 20 people, all with this, like, the team shirts on, and the person that they're, like, walking for is with them, and it just, like, fills your heart up when you're there.
0: Yeah, I do a lot of the St. Jude's Cancer Walks every year. So I I, completely get it. I completely get it. It's just, it's so humbling and so fantastic. And I love what you're doing with that.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. It's a very strange year right now for it because typically they would be doing the walks in April and May. So of course they're postponed, but I still, or I'm not really sure if they're planning on still having them or what, but they're still. The ability to fundraise for it so i made sure that for my birthday which was beginning of march you know how facebook allows you to do like a fundraiser and stuff for your birthday so i did that and i was like at least you know if there's still ways to raise money even if the walks aren't actually going on too
0: at least you're doing something so that's that's great uh the other
1: thing
0: is you are speaking at an adversity advantage summit what is that
1: yeah um so this is a virtual summit um There are 20 or 21 different speakers that are going to be participating and it's the beginning of May. So it's from May 4th to the 8th. And it's actually through um, the Soul business network, which is this other like business, they're putting it together. Okay. And it's a bunch of like different speakers, whether they are intuitive coaches. Um, There's even health coaches that are involved. I'm going to be speaking on there. There, There's healers that are involved. And yeah, such a variety of people that are all coming together in order to talk about adversity and how they have been able to break through like difficult moments, hardships, and kind of being able to give help to others in order to realize that they can get through this too, especially right now. It's a crazy time for the whole world. So it's needed so much and it's just a great time to be able to, to talk more about, you know, how you can really help people get through difficult situations. And there's actually um, every day there's four speakers I want to say, and it's from like 6 PM to 10 PM at night, four different speakers. And um, when you actually buy a ticket, you buy it for the whole event. So you have access, like lifetime access to all of the speakers. And I'm going to be talking about getting out of your comfort zone and stepping into your heart. So pretty much what I kind of was talking about today a little bit with, um, you know, really getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and being able to follow your heart and stepping into your intuition more.
0: Oh, I love it. Um, so yeah, did they approach you to speak or did you actually approach them to speak?
1: So they actually posted something in one of the Facebook groups that I'm involved in and I saw it and I was so intrigued and I've actually been really wanting one of my goals this year was to do a speaking event. And I made this goal maybe a couple months ago. And then, you know, coronavirus happened. And I was like, oh, no, when is this <laughs> going to be able to happen? Yeah. So I saw them post about it. And they were saying how it was going to be a virtual summit. So I was like, perfect. I could do that because I don't have to travel anywhere. <laughs> right. So I applied for it because they had people apply. Um, and then I was really happy that I got accepted into it. And I'm really just like proud to be a part of this community trying to really get positive messages out there and being able to help other people.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Good for you. So have you always been a public speaker?
1: Um, It's funny because I feel like I would say no, but (laughs) when I think about it, I mean, I've never liked giving speeches in class, but I think the thing is, is because you're not always feeling so connected to whatever you're speaking about in class right you know yeah. it's yeah it's such a different story when someone's telling you what to talk about rather than if you actually are talking about what you love to talk about and what you're passionate about so I think it depends if I'm talking about something I'm passionate about then yeah I'd say I'm more yeah. of a public speaker <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, exactly. So if you don't know exactly what, if you don't know what you're talking about, it's really hard to be a public speaker because you just kind of feel like you're talking stupid, like out of your ass. Hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Exactly. Right. So I have one more question, then we're going to talk about where people can find you. So okay. you, you also said you're a wannabe world traveler. So that's mm-hmm. me as well. I would love to travel. What is the mm-hmm. one place you've always wanted to go but haven't? And what's the one place you've been to that was so extraordinarily amazing that you would go back in a heartbeat?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love traveling. Love, love, love traveling. And, um, I can't wait to do it again. I'm so like antsy. <laughs> uh, definitely the top place that I really, really want to go to is Africa. And I really want to go on a safari so bad. Like I have dreams and visions of it. <laughs>
0: All right, let's make a plan. You and I are going to go. We're going to go on an African
1: safari. Right? I am so excited. Like, I dream about it all the time. I've been trying to convince my friends, and they think I'm crazy, and they're scared. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, guys, get out of your comfort zone. We're going on a safari. I don't
0: care. If you don't go, I'm going by myself. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
1: Right? Exactly. That's what I say to them all the time. I'm like, I don't care. It's so different. It's so cool. Like My goal is to start in Cape Town, South Africa, and then be able to start traveling North and go on some crazy, awesome safari and stay in some like crazy tent and just get really close to animals.
0: Yes, I feel you there. So that's the one place you want. Where's the one place that you've been that you would want to go back to?
1: Yeah. So actually last summer, I had an amazing opportunity to go to Alberta, Canada and Mm -hmm. I would love to go back there. So Have you ever heard of like Banff National Park? I don't think so. Oh, it's so beautiful. They have like this blue water that you will never see anywhere else. It's like a turquoise blue, and the mountains there are beautiful. I love hiking. So it's like the perfect place if you love hiking. And it was actually a photography workshop that I went on. So I think that's also why I loved it so much too, because we were there taking pictures of these beautiful mountains and these beautiful lakes, like Lake Louise and um, Marine Lake. And oh my God, it was just so beautiful. And we actually traveled around in RVs. So that was like even more epic of an experience. And I just can't wait to go back because there's still so many other places to hike there. There's so many more places to photograph because I love landscape photography too. Like that's my hobby side of my photography. So I'd love to go back there.
0: (laughs) That's your jam. I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I like, I went to London last year and it was so fantastic. I would love to go back and have more time to kind of do what I really wanted to do. But it's one place Mm -hmm. I would love to go back to. But the one place that I would really Besides the African safari, because now you've got me on that one. Is <laughs> that I really, really want to go to uh, Ireland. That's my. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really I've pretty. heard great things about that, too.
0: So good. So good. Have mm-hmm. plans. I had plans, but we'll see what happens this year.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, hopefully, because I mean, I've heard great things about it. So green and luscious and just so pretty.
0: I know. That'd be great for photography,
1: wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Like so that's where I'm gonna go. Take some pictures. So yeah. We'll find you, Caitlin.
1: Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Caitlyn Casso Creations. Uh, my website is just CaitlinCasso.com. Uh, my podcast is inspired by her story, and you can find that On any podcast platform, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere really. Um, Even if you want to follow my travel photography, then that's just my Instagram is Caitlin Casso.
0: Okay, so it's Caitlin Casso for Instagram. Caitlin Casso Creations on Instagram, correct? Yep. Got it. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming with on today. It was amazing. And I love your story.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the ability to share it with everyone.
0: Absolutely. And so when they go, when my listeners go on your site, can they see some of the photos you've taken?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Oh, perfect. I'm going to go look at that. I'm going to go stalk you again.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Please do.
0: (laughs) I always tell my listeners, I've stalked your page just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Caitlin. Okay. And you have a wonderful day and I I hope to keep in touch with you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. You too.
0: Okay. Have a beautiful day.
1: Another great
0: episode in the books, everyone. Thank you so much to Caitlin for sharing her story of inspiring women to get the fuck out of their comfort zones and feeling beautiful and confident at the same time. Reach out to Caitlin for a free confidence consultation call. You can find all of her show links in the show notes. On the next episode, we talk to Tanya Miller. I'm so excited for this one, you guys. You have no idea. Tanya is doing it all. She's an author, life coach she has a bba in finance and business management motivational speaker leadership strategist and oh my god so much more she will help you fit the puzzle pieces together in life leadership unapologetically and on purpose this is going to be so much fun like and follow us to get episodes updated automatically